The My Fishing Cape Cod Podcast, brought to you by the Goose Hammock Shops, Cape Cod's largest outdoor outfitter, serving New England since 1946. Shop them online at themightyfish.com. Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod Podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod Podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast from MyFishingCapeCod.com. This is your host, Kevin Collins, coming back at you with our final weekly podcast episode of the 2020 season. It's been a challenging year, but a great year, and I hope you enjoyed all of the podcast content we've been cranking out here at My Fishing Cape Cod. We've got a great wrap-up show in store for you today. We're going to lead it off with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. We're then going to be joined by Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi. So let's get right into today's episode and start off with our first guest. And that is none other than MFCC founder and creator, Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Kevin. Awesome October morning today. No wind, pretty calm, and a lot of sunshine. So it's a great day. How are you? I'm great. It's a beautiful morning looking out over Cape Cod Bay, and I can't help but thinking about this time of year as we're in full fall mode and definitely getting a little bit nippy out in the morning. It's a little tougher to get out of bed. It stays darker a lot longer, but there are still a multitude of fishing opportunities here on Cape Cod. There definitely are, and I'm I'm sure you know that things are a lot less busy right now too, which is a added bonus. I've really noticed the decrease in traffic on the Sagamore Bridge, for example, on the Mid-Cape Highway, and at the boat ramps and at the beaches, it's just far less crowded, which is awesome if you love fishing. This is really the best time of the year if you're looking for some solitude, some peace and quiet, and there are plenty of fish around. There's lots of schoolies, bluefish, which I know we'll talk about in just a little bit, but aside from you know, the real popular game fish like the the stripers and the tuna and the bluefish, there's plenty of freshwater fishing going on right now. A lot of the ponds have been stocked with trout. The largemouth bass fishing, I'm sure, is good. I haven't personally done any recently, but just like the saltwater scene, the ponds are a lot less crowded right now. So if you love freshwater fishing from now until the stripers arrive again in the springtime, is is really prime time for, for freshwater. So you're right. There is a multitude of different things that you can do right now, and that's really the beauty of October. And Ryan, the Albi fishing, they're still kind of poking around. All the wind we've had definitely kind of stirs things up. But what you, what are you hearing about Albies? They are definitely still around, Kevin. Absolutely. You know, some years they don't stick around this late, and I'm not an Albi expert by any means. I I haven't guided specifically for Albies for many years, like maybe some people who are listening to this podcast have. But it's my understanding that once October rolls around, if you catch an albacore, you know, really cherish it because they could disappear at any moment. The latest I've ever caught one, I believe, was October 17th. But I got great reports this past weekend. Saturday, uh, MFCC member Doug Blanchard, he saw some off the south side. And MFCC member Joe Vinci, I saw in the forum, reported yesterday that he saw some off the south side. It seems like most of the reports I'm hearing about are coming from the Herring River, Bass River, and then the stretch from Hyannis to Falmouth. 
you know, if you've got to go from shore, which we'll talk about in just a little bit, um, actually, I'll table that just for a moment. But if you've got to go from a boat, that seems to be the stretch where I'm hearing about most of the action. And these reports have come from guys who have been on the shore looking out. So the Albies that they've seen have been relatively close to the beach. I'm not sure what's going on further out in Vineyard Sound or down along the Elizabeth. I haven't talked to anybody. But I do know that MFCC member John Gitlin went out in Buzzards Bay, and he didn't catch any Albies. This was maybe like three days ago. But he did report seeing a few pods as well in Buzzards Bay. And Ryan, you hit really briefly on catching Albies from shore. So dive back into that. I know you've had some success recently. I have. And before I get to my own personal adventures, the reports that I got this past week, of one of them, was Albies in like three feet of water, <laughs> which is really awesome to see a shoreline blitz like that. And, um, you know, by no means, if you go down there, don't expect to just see Albies all over the place by any means. I'm just passing along this information to kind of give the listeners some, some hope and some inspiration to know that they're still around. But it is extremely hit and miss, extremely hit and miss. And that's what I encountered pretty much in all of my adventures for targeting Albies from shore during September and October. And, and finally, earlier this month, I was finally successful catching an Albie down off the Falmouth coastline, Vineyard, Vineyard Sound facing Falmouth beaches. And um, it was basically just right, right time, right cast. They happened to pop up in front of me. For tips, if you want to try to find a good spot, at least for me, what I found successful was sticking to areas where there was some current and fishing from like a jetty where you could get a little bit extra distance. And I was using a, a long casting setup. I was using 20-pound braid, which the wind knots can be a little challenging with 20-pound braid, and long casting metals, like a one-ounce, one-and-a-half-ounce metal that you can really fire out there. And I wrote a, a big report on the blog that kind of outlines everything else. So if you're interested in targeting Albies from shore, you can check out that report. It's right on the blog. And speaking of the blog and the forum, I know that there's a lot of chatter going on right now about the tog bite, and that's something that you and I enjoy doing very much, are targeting to tog. What's going on with the tog is we're into October. Guys are catching them. I'm seeing in the forum, some folks went out this past weekend, they caught tog. I've seen tog being caught from shore from kayaks, and of course from boats. seems like the 25-foot depth is where most of them are coming from. And I've seen boats down off of the Elizabeth Islands fishing for tog. I've seen them in Buzzards Bay over the past couple of weeks. I'm not quite sure what's going on over in Nantucket Sound. I've never fished for tog over there, but you know, places like Collier's Ledge and Bishop and Clerks, I would imagine would probably be a good place to look for some tog right now. We've got lots of great resources on MFCC for tog fishing. And Kevin, I know you recorded an awesome podcast with Captain Jason Kobe maybe two weeks ago, and you guys talked quite a bit about tog. So if you're interested in targeting tog right now through the end of the season, they'll, they'll stick around right through November. You can check out those resources. There's also a 2020 Tog thread in the forum where our members have been posting updates with 
what they're finding out there. So lots of great resources there if you want to give tog fishing a try. I know a lot of people are focused on stripers, which is great, but the tog fight hard and they taste great. Speaking of stripers, I know there's still some kicking around even inside of Cape Cod Bay here, Ryan. What's my best bet if I want to go target stripers this late into October? Plenty of stripers and bluefish are, are still being caught from the beaches. You know, the usual spots from Cape Cod Bay, from Sandwich down towards the Brewster Flats have had some fish. The inlets along the south side have had some fish. And I'm still getting reports that the outer Cape beaches have had some fish. The 2020 surf casters thread inside the forum has been a great place to look for daily updates if you're interested. And I'm also hearing about some fish being caught up to the north, some really nice ones along the South Shore, Marshfield, Hingham, Situate area. So hopefully those fish will, you know, scoot down our way as opposed to going offshore when they migrate south. But I'm very confident that we'll have some striper action right up into November. Um, it hasn't been unusual at all the past few years to catch stripers during November down here. And it's kind of shaping up like I'm thinking first week of November, hopefully we'll still have some really good striper action, at least from the beaches and in the bays and the harbors. And Ryan, while we're talking about stripers and blues, can you give me a quick update on how the canal is fishing? It seems like it's been pretty good this October. I know MSCC member Tyler Martin has been doing great down there. I've been following his posts in the forum and other members have also been sharing that they've been catching schoolies bluefish and occasional bigger fish with some of the bass and some of the bluefish well into the mid 30 inch range i've seen quite a few bluefish taken this fall down there that are you know 35 inches really nice sized bluefish now the east end seems to be the most popular that's where i'm hearing about most of the fish being taken but I'd say maybe five or six days ago, I got a video of a massive school of really big fish, like 20, 40-pound fish, down towards the west end. So don't think like you have to go to the east end, especially if it's crowded with people. These fish are spread throughout the canal, and I've seen guys getting them on the east-moving tide, and I've seen folks posting pictures picking them up on the west-moving tide. For me, I, I always like throwing more surface-style lures on the east, the east-moving tide, and then switching over to jigs on the west tide. And it does seem like a lot of these fish are being taken on paddle tails, like four-ounce savages, that sort of thing. Works slowly along the bottom. So hopefully the uh, canal action will will continue. You know, by no means is it is it going crazy right now with big blitzes every day or anything like that but i really do feel confident that if you go down there and you put some time in just know that the fish are there they're moving through and i really do think you'll have a good chance we haven't checked in with you in a little while it's been a couple weeks but as we wrap up our weekly podcast season here for 2020 my last question to you is just going to be a general outlook on what you've got coming up personally throughout the, the fall and the winter, and, and what you have planned for My Fishing Cape Cod as well? Well, I just want to keep growing out the community, and we've gotten a lot of great participation this year, especially inside the forum. But aside from that, we've got eight new episodes that I'm planning on releasing on NBC Sports Boston during February and March. So right now, a lot of my time is spent on the production of, of that and putting all of that together. I might go to Costa Rica 
and um, do a little blogging and fishing down there this year. Seems like the travel restrictions have loosened up just a little bit, which is good news. But aside from that, I just want to keep keep things growing. You know, for example, yesterday I learned about the Seabin Project. And have you ever heard about this, Kevin? I haven't. Can you educate me? The Seabin Project was started by a couple of uh, guys in, in Australia, actually, and it's really spread like wildfire around the whole planet over the past 18 months. And what a sea bin is, it's, it's a bin that you can put in a marina, and it filters the water in the marina and sucks out all of the oil, the gas, the plastics, even microplastics, as well as the bigger things like, you know, water bottles and pretty much any sort of trash that ends up in the marina these sea bins, they'll take in thousands of gallons of water and filter it each day, removing all the junk that ends up in our harbors and in our bays. So I would love to, you know, team up with a with with sea bin and, and get or at least work towards maybe getting a, a sea bin in a lot of the marinas here on Cape. So that's just, you know, one idea that I'm kind of spinning around for, for the off season. There's also some other new technologies that have come onto the scene. Uh, for example, what is it called? I think it's called Run the World. I've been talking with them for a little while, and they have a platform that's similar to GoToWebinar or Zoom, but it's a great tool that we could use for connecting people with other people. So, for example, let's just use the forum as an example. We all talk together in the forum you know, via posts, written posts, but using this new run the world platform, we could organize basically a virtual meetup where members could interact with each other for a few minutes and then get paired up with another member and, and introduce themselves and chit chat for a little while and then get paired up with another member, you know, throughout the course of the online event. So I think going into 2021, utilizing that platform for online meetups, because it seems like our in-person meetups might not be a thing for the foreseeable future, but maybe using this new technology for this new type of online meetup going into the 2021 season might just help us all expand our network a little more, meet people a little bit um, easier, and hopefully that would translate into people catching more fish and having more new fishing opportunities during 2021. So lots to look forward to, Kevin. That's really just the tip of the iceberg. But uh, thanks for asking. I, I, I always appreciate the opportunity to kind of keep people up to speed on what I have going on. All right, Ryan. Thank you, as always, for all the time that you put into the site and the podcasts and all the videos and the blog and the forum and everything else. And thanks for being a weekly guest here on the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. Look forward to catching up with you in 2021. And thank you to all the members and the fans who aren't members yet. You know, whether you're supporting us just by browsing the free content on the site or whether you're supporting us with your monthly membership, I, I really can't thank you guys enough. It's, it's really been a dream come true for me, and we'll keep it going. All right, Ryan, tight lines. Tight lines. Well, next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi. Bruno, how have you been the last couple of weeks? Oh, man, I'm so good, Kevin. If I was a dog, my tail would be wagging. And I'm, I'm going to spoil the surprise, Bruno, because I know that you're sitting down there wagging, but I just wanted to congratulate you on your brand-new boat, my friend. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. 
you guys see me out there, give me a shout. Bruno, I got to ask, have you named the boat? I know we didn't talk about it off air, but it, does it have a name? Yeah, I named it the Gaviota, which is Spanish or Latin for uh, seagull. That's very, very cool. And I know that you've been out there a couple of times. We've had a lot of wind in the area. We haven't done a podcast in several weeks. It's been really hard to get out there. But have you had a chance to get out there and get it salty a little bit? I did, man. We uh, we went out into the sound, worked the sound a lot with the uh, with the high winds and the small craft advisory. We didn't go very far, but there was some big, big bluefish in the sound. Uh, last weekend, we got on some 28, 30-inch bluefish down deep. And uh, surprisingly, they were on. We couldn't figure it out because <clears throat> when we opened them up, there was it, it looked like herring, but it might have been pogies. I'm not sure. But that's what they were feeding on out there. Some, and a uh, week before that, uh, the wife and I went out there to break in the the boat and uh we got on some really big albies a couple of the guys on the forums uh uh private messaged me to figure out where it was i gave them some tips and they had some good luck with it too out there in that same spot well that's good to hear bruno and i know that it's been really tough you just mentioned the small craft advisory it seems like it's pretty much a daily thing but what have you been hearing from out there whether it's yourself or just your network of guys and i also know you and I talked a lot about the log that you keep, and I know you can kind of take a dive back into that log and see where we were at last year and the years before. What kind of information you have out there to share for late October? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. It's hard for me to really tell you guys what's going on out there right now just because not a lot of guys are making it out there. It's just really tough waters. Um, I could tell you that looking at my logs from the last five years, um, one thing that caught my attention is there was some really big stripers off the uh, off the beaches on the outer outer beaches, and I, you know those usually stop moving south. So I wouldn't be surprised this weekend if there's some big big stripers out on the uh, Montemore Shoals. I think you're probably going to give that a try at some point when it lays down, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It looks like the wind's dying down. So Sunday all the way into Wednesday is a great window opportunity for guys to get out there if you can. I'm going to try to get out as many times as my marriage will allow me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I think you're going to see some big stripers of Montemoy. And then I got to tell you, even with, the, even with the wind, if you got a small boat, you got to check out Buzzards Bay right now. So you were saying there's a lot of bait still floating around in Buzzards Bay, and the water temp is like, what, 65 degrees? Yeah, last I saw it was up around 65 degrees, and, there's still a ton of bait in there, and, and there's still albies in there. And uh, you just got to make sure when you get out there as a tip, uh, try to go on the incoming tide because on the outgoing tide, when Cape Cod Bay starts flushing out into Buzzers Bay on the west end, um, the fishing tends to shut down this time of the year. But on the incoming tide, uh, especially if the tide falls in the morning, um, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of activity out there. Um, and especially if you get a smaller boat, you'll be able to get out there and not get rocked around that bad. Yeah, and another thing, Bruno, we talked about real quick before you came on, on the air and joined us on the podcast was the cod bite that's going on. Yeah, there's a decent cod bite. If you've got any good numbers east of Chatham, now's a good time with the, with the sea finally calming down the next three days. Um, there's, a, there's a really good haddock bite out there. 
Uh, it's a little bit of a hike, so just make sure you got the right boat for it. But uh, definitely a good time to check out some bottom fishing east of the Chatham. And, uh, and I would say I would say that's my top three picks for you uh, as we as we shut down the season with a little bit of a window of good weather coming up. Hopefully, it stays that way for a couple more weeks. But you know, definitely Buzzes Bay, Monomoy, and go east. And then we got tuna bite. Yeah, I know you. I I was gonna dive right in. I didn't mean to step on you, but I know you're gonna sure. try your hand at the tuna bite if you can get some small blues right coming up here. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been able to go tuna fishing in a couple of weeks, but I know uh, a couple of weeks ago during that tournament, I wasn't in the tournament, and uh, I did go out. But I know the uh, gentleman Costa that won the tournament. He brought in a 596 pounder that won the tournament a couple of weeks back. And uh, I was out there in Crab's Ledge, and uh, I hooked up onto a shock out of all things. No tuna for me, but we brought in about a six, seven-foot shock. Not sure what it was. Could have been a Mako, a blue. Might have even been a juvenile white shock. We're not sure. It's tough to determine. But uh, we got him close to the boat, and he dove back down and cut himself off, uh, which is a good thing. We got a shark out there that's very trendy with some facial piercings. The tuna bite's gonna gonna probably pick up now that uh, guys are gonna be able to get out there a little bit. There's still some bluefish out there mm. in the sound and at Monomoy that you can grab some bait. I know that uh, a couple weeks ago there was some really big pogey schools off Nasa Beach. Not sure if those are still there, but uh, that's the nice thing about having all this wind. You know, when you finally get to go out there, it's like a it's like a you know clean painting board where you start from scratch. You know. Yep. See what's out there and start, uh, you know, sniffing around. Yeah, for a lot of folks, kind of the winding down of the summer season, we get into the, the fall fishery here and the, the early winter fishery, and it's basically like you're turning the page to next year. And I know that we're all looking forward to it, and we're all looking forward to hopefully a much more normal and better 2021, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely didn't get to go out as many times as I would have liked to this year with everything going on, but... Uh, at the end of the day, it still was a great year, and hopefully uh, next time we talk, uh, we'll be past this virus, and guys will be out there with the uh, the norm that we used to have, you know? Well, Bruno, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. Uh, we've been checking in with you all year on how things have been going down there, but just wanted to check in on the shop. Yeah, you know, uh, keep an eye out for us because uh, we're about to uh, – we're about another month away from releasing. Now, I want to talk about this now because uh, you guys won't be able to hear from uh, me for, well, till next year, right? But to keep an eye out for what we're doing on social media with Facebook and everything, you'll see that uh, we're building a monster truck. And uh, we're going to be basically using it for parades and running over cars because we do crazy commercials and stuff like that. And uh, get ready to see that thing. It's going to be uh, it's going to be the talk of the town once we get that pushed out of the shop. So Cape and Islands Mitsubishi down on Station Ave. You can also look at CapeMitsu.com, Bruno's great website. And Bruno, I love at the at the top of the website. In terms of making things easy for the customers during this pandemic. You've got the, the banner up there. We're open and we'll make it easy for you. View our inventory and we'll deliver right to your door, 0% available and no payments for 90 days. So if you don't feel 
comfortable, you know, going and browsing, leaving the house, whatever, you guys give a tremendous amount of options and financial flexibility for people during this pandemic. So hats off to you. Thank you. Thank you for that, Kevin. All right, Bruno, it was a pleasure and an honor having you on the podcast this season. And I hope that you and I can visit many more times and talk about many, many more fish stories next season. From your mouth to God's ears, my friend. Big thanks to Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for really an entire season of great podcast content here on My Fishing Cape Cod. Bruno's a great guy. He's an excellent fisherman, and he's a pleasure to have here on the weekly podcast, and we look forward to having him back. I would also be remiss if I didn't thank our good friend Phil Howarth from down at the Goose Hummock in Orleans. Phil was an integral part of our weekly podcast here in the 2020 season, and we look very much forward to having Phil back next season as well as everybody from down at the Goose Hummock. And speaking about next season, I wanted to just take a quick moment to thank everybody for their support and thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate all the great feedback and all the great comments that we get on these podcasts, and hopefully we can have a much more mainstream 2021 and get back into the weekly podcast next season. So until I speak with you again, which I hope is sooner rather than later, this is your host Kevin Collins signing off on the final edition of the 2020 My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. Until we meet again, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to myfishingcapecod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.